Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today I was all set to give you an episode um, of an interview with my friend Louisa, uh, who is my first interviewee for the Masters series of uh, episodes for this year. Um, I'm going to kind of sprinkle these throughout the year, um, just interviews with Masters runners, as I've mentioned before, um, because we are sort of a different breed. But we had some technical problems, and so (laughs) I had to kind of pull this one out of, well, anyway, uh, you'll understand why I just kind of went in a second. So I decided that maybe today we'll we'll just get down to the needy-gritty, as uh, Nacho Libre says. Um, (laughs) Let's just get into it. This is going to be about pooping, farting stupid funny stuff I know I mean it's not funny but of course it is funny to a point you know um everybody does it um and if you don't you're lying um (laughs) so but you know here's the thing it's like when you're at races especially in the woods you know there's not always porta potties planted you know on the course I mean that's just kind of impossible and also just sort of (laughs) not practical so um yeah so a lot of times you just have to kind of go off into the woods I I know there's been times when I've been working aid stations and people will come up to me and go so where's the restrooms I'm like (laughs) I point to the woods and I'm like out there and they're like oh okay great and yeah so the I generally don't have too much of a a bad stomach. I mean, I try to get it all taken care of before I start my run. But uh, in fact, this past Saturday, I wanted, we were running out of Government Canyon. I use the word running in my case very, very loosely because we were on the back country and, oh God, it's just all rock. And I just, I don't know what it is. I can't run on rocks. I just, my friends, they're all bounding down, you know, and up and you know, real confident, and I don't know, I'm picking through it like I'm an old lady, you know, but nonetheless, I I wanted to get out to Government Canyon on time, so that meant I had to forego the morning uh, ritual, you know, and and so I uh, (laughs) got in about nine and a half miles, and my stomach was just like, so yeah, anyway, so yeah, took care of business, felt much better afterwards, so yeah, I know, it, this is going to be that kind of episode, okay, so if you're a little squeamish about this sort of stuff and think that I'm weird for, for talking about it, well, tough. Um, yeah, I can remember <laughs> running a road half marathon several years ago, this is when I lived in the valley, and I was fine, you know, everything was great, and then I don't know what in the world happened to me, but all of a sudden, you know, nature was calling, and so I ducked down. Thank God it was out kind of in the this remote area, so there was woods, <laughs> and I had to go out into this remote area, and I had to take care of business, and um, then, of course, I wasn't carrying wipes or anything. I mean, I wasn't expecting this, and um, so let's just say I finished the race with one glove, okay, So because it was cold. Um, and then what made it worse was that, God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> what made it worse was that I thought I lost my car key. 
and this was like around mile eight. And I was just like, you know what? I can't do this. I mean, and then, so I went back and I looked, <laughs> went to the scene of the crime and the key was not there. And so I'm just like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. I can't finish this race because now I got to start looking around for my stupid key. And thank God I was just ready to drop. And I told this police officer, hey, I'm going to drop. And he said, well, why? And I'm like, well, because I lost my key. And he's like, describe it for me. I can't believe this. You know, so I'm like describing my key. And he's like, oh, here it is. So some good Samaritan, my friend Erica Torres, uh, had found it on the street. Thank God it wasn't near the scene of the crime. And left it with that police officer. How serendipitous was that? And so then I ended up finishing the race. Ugh, it was just a, a really ridiculously late or long time. But <laughs> And I think because I was the only master's person um, or in that age group, um, as I finally come in, they're doing the, the awards and somehow or another I placed first because I think I was the only one, but it's kind of an embarrassing, uh, situation, but yeah. So I guess the, the big key that I can offer to you is that, um, actually Joe Prusatis, uh, the founder of Tejas Trails, um, I had heard him give this piece of advice and I thought it was a really good piece of advice. So if you're out running, in the woods, in the trails, carry a little plastic baggie and um, a pair of food service handler gloves and your wipes all in a little, you know, plastic baggie. And then you can, I guess, you know, kind of dig a little hole with your foot and then cover it. And then um, you can use, take the, the used um, wipey and just put it in a separate bag, preferably not something clear. That's just my piece of advice and carry it back until you get to an aid station where you can throw it away or wherever. So anyway, yeah. haha. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, it's going to happen inevitably. I mean, it took me a long time before I was, you know, where I had that need, you know, to, to go in the woods. Um, but it happens. And uh you know, I, I tend to be sort of like a 12-year-old boy trapped in a woman's body. I, I tend to find bodily functions, especially the noisy kind, hilarious. Um, and one of the first stories I remember is my friend David telling me about runners at um, Rocky Raccoon, uh, people doing the 100-miler, is that sometimes people get really rude and, you know, everybody's passing each other by and they're all going, good job, runner. And and instead of replying verbally, people would just cut a fart. <laughs> it's kind of like that scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the guy goes, and I fart in your general direction. Yeah. And um, anyway, so my friend Orly, this is no big secret, but he's pretty gassy. <laughs> and uh, he, fortunately, they're, they're just really loud and not you know particularly odorous. And um, as someone who has paced him a few times, um, I can vouch for that. And uh, <laughs> they're just really loud. And we both just sit there and crack up laughing. And there have been times when, you know, I'll be pacing him and it'll just, you know, rip and we'll just sit there and die laughing. And Or he'll be staying at my place, you know, um, the night before race. And, uh, you know, I'll hear it vibrating or emanating from the other room. <laughs> we all just sit there and die laughing. So, again, if you if you find this sort of stuff embarrassing and stupid, you just you don't have to listen, okay? But I, I get a kick out of it because it's like you just – I think after a while you just have to kind of – 
embrace the fact that stuff happens, okay? So Orly uh, ran this Cactus Rose 50-miler uh, a few years ago, and he had gas. And so every time he passed it, he called out, Wopa! And so this sort of became an inside joke uh, with us. And uh, so we always call out, oh, Wopa, if there's nothing, even if there is nothing to be released because it makes us laugh. Since then, he is still, uh, he's come up with a new technique that he calls foffing, which is, <coughs> and then, you know, while he's making that sound, uh, the you know, and uh, yeah, so so there's that. Um, anyway, and one final thing about Orly, he texted me last week and said his wife Kathy was suggesting that he go on the hard-boiled egg diet, and we both were just dying laughing over text. And I was like, well, at least it wasn't the cabbage diet. But Kathy, you're a brave woman. Um, after all these years, <laughs> uh, you know, and then also. Because we used to travel together. I mean, we still do. Um, and this is something that I've learned over the years, traveling with other people. You just start becoming aware of everybody's habits, okay? Even before I started running, I, I can remember being on, you know, bike trips in Cuba. And, you know, it was like a matter of days before everybody knew everybody else's bathroom habits. And so... You know, you just have to you just have to be kind of open about it, okay? Um, yeah, so I've taken to carrying a small can of Lysol or poopery with me. Uh, so, and I leave this in the bathroom wherever we're traveling. And you know, <laughs> this is the, you know the idea is to mitigate the stench left behind. And then of course, as my friend Ben described it, you know, yeah, it'll smell like poop and Lysol. So I don't know. I think it'll just you know, that I just like to think that maybe it'll just make things just a little less dreadful when you're the next one in. And, uh, yeah, and then there's uh, my one of my favorite movies, Dodgeball. There's this big guy named Michel, and he's uh, White's right-hand man, and he emerges from the bathroom and leaves the door ajar, and he has had some digestive problems, as White describes it, and Peter, played by Vince Vaughn, asks him, will you shut that? For all of us, baby. Yeah, we get it. And uh, yeah, and so then a, a few years ago, my friends finished the 100K at Bandera, and it took them about 20 hours to do so, and <clears throat> that time I had done the 50K in about 10 and a half hours, and I was shot, so... I didn't even go see them in because I was just dead. And so they all come trundling in, you know, around 4 o'clock in the morning. And I was wide awake and curious about how things went. And after everyone showered, <laughs> Orly realized that he, <laughs> he hadn't brought enough night clothes and resorted to some long johns and a long sleeve shirt. And Ben, always the comedian, remarked that he looked like Charles Ingalls. <laughs> okay, without the hat. So anyway, we still laugh about that. And... Um, and one final story, uh, and this person will remain anonymous. Um, be careful of where you step after you go in the woods, because one of my friends heard some people coming uh, years ago and was quickly trying to, you know, pull up one's pants and uh, stepped right in it. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this one's just total... <laughs> oh, God, this episode is really totally embarrassing, but 
anyway, <laughs> we all have to do it at some point and just be proud. Um, you know, it's, it's, if you can have a sense of humor about it, it helps. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just <laughs> something that I happen to find pretty funny. So I just thought I'd share that with you because I didn't really have anything really mind-blowing to share with you today. Oh, yeah. And one other one other note. Um, I, just, I cannot seem to... It seems like I sign up for races and then all I do is drop down. Um, I don't know what the deal is with me, but... Yeah, I'm dropping down from the 50K to the 15K, I think, at the Prickly Pear Race in a few weeks. And, um, you know, I thought about gutting it out. In fact, that was my plan last week was, eh, what the hell, I'll just, you know, gut it out and try to make the best of it. And I figured I wouldn't make the cutoff anyway, so just see what I could do. But then I was like, God, I don't want to, really don't know if I want to do that because usually at this race it gets pretty hot and it's... um. And it's held at McAllister, so it's got just like a little bit of everything out there. And I just kept thinking, oh, my God, I'm not sure if I really want to do a 50K out here in eight hours, you know, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to really miss the cutoff. And that's kind of embarrassing and, and whatnot. So I just chickened out and dropped. Um, but I swear to God, I am I am going to get one. I have, I have got to do the Sugar Badger in May. And, and so I'm now using my first 50K plan, uh, which is very wonderful. In fact, I'll link to that in the show notes. It's really awesome. And uh, so I'm using that one right now because that seems to have worked for me pretty well in the past. And so, um, yeah, so I'm just kind of like flailing around. And secondly, I had a really horrible run Saturday. It was just, like I said, it was Government Canyon, which is a really beautiful place, but I probably should have just stayed in the front country, which is a little flatter um, I mean, it's got some rocks, but it's nothing like the backcountry. And um, I think mainly I'm trying not to fall, and I did not fall, so I was proud of that. But I was not moving very fast <laughs> either. So, um, yeah. And uh, this weekend, I am um, going to be back in the valley, and I'm doing El Chalan uh, 30K. Oh, boy, I hope I can get through that. And um, the next day, I'm doing a 5K called the Quad Thrasher over in Harlingen. And, uh, yeah, so I've got that excitement coming up. But hopefully next week's episode will be my interview with Louisa. And um, just so you know, my interviews are going to be kept to about 20 to 30 minutes because that's been one piece of feedback I've gotten about the podcast, which I keep hearing from people about this podcast. I I love it. Um, that they like that it's kind of short. And so I was like, cool, selling point. All right, I can get behind that. So anyway, yeah. So that's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time.